0: somehow in God's wisdom, uh, when I begin praying and seeking the Lord for the next word, I find myself in familiar territory. And so I think it was Sunday morning that I preached to you from Psalms and 22. And so tonight I want to take you to Psalms 121. had no intentions of doing that until the Lord began to speak to me out of one of these verses. I'm going to read the whole chapter, verse 1 through 8. It's not a lengthy chapter. And I am going to uh, focus on verse number 8. But just for your information, this is one of a collection of psalms. There are about ten of them total. Uh, that are called Songs of Degrees. And these particular songs were sang uh, by Israel, the people of God, as they would journey to Jerusalem at various times uh, in their worship. And so they were songs that they sang on the way to church. And if you begin in Psalms 120, uh, it begins there. And it goes all the way over to Psalm 130. Uh, And those psalms were repeatedly sang by the travelers on the way to Jerusalem. Most Bible scholars believe that when Jesus was making his way toward Jerusalem with his disciples, that he was singing many of these songs or these particular psalms that we uh, have before us tonight. But If you will, Psalms 121, verse 1, it reads like this. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which maketh heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. and even forevermore. And everybody said, Amen. Now, verse number 8 says that the Lord will preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you tonight for a few moments about the coming and going of life. The coming and going of life. Life is a great mystery to all of us. And the reason it is such a mystery, I believe, is because there are so many variables to life. There are so many moving parts to life about the time you and I get one part figured out then something else transpires and we start over life is never a static thing it, it is never an immobile or unmoving thing as we tend to look at it when we look at life we look at life in segments where we are right now and we tend to think that that's how life is all over totally but the truth is, life is never static. Life is a movement. It's like the tides. It is an in, it is an out, it's an up, it's a down. There, There is a certain rhythm to life. And you and I need to remember that. Because, listen to me, if life is down for you today, just remember that it will not always be down. You will not always be battling the things that you're battling right now. Life will turn as the tide turns because life is not static. It does not get stuck as we think in one particular mode and it's constantly that way. If life were more predictable most of us think that it would be more bearable because it is that unpredictability of life that gets all of us. It's what we don't know that's coming down the road. We don't know what a day will hold. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know how the future is going to turn out. And so in times like that, and when we are facing Changing times, and that's where we live right now. Things are changing all around us. It's good to have a song. It's great to have a word that you can go back to to remind you of certain things about God. Now, it is a fact that this particular psalm was written probably uh, as Psalms 22 Uh, during a very desperate time. It is believed that probably written during the time of Hezekiah, uh, although he did not write the 122nd Psalm, it is believed that he probably did write the 121st Psalm. And it was the time when they were seized, what I mentioned Sunday. Jerusalem was under siege of the Assyrians, and it was extremely desperate times. And there there was in this psalm more than one speaker. There there was no doubt Hezekiah who uh, was one of the speakers, but there was also another speaker involved in the psalm. And it is broken down simply verse 1 and 2 was the first speaker and verses 4 through 8 was the second speaker. And it seems to be that one speaker, Hezekiah, or whoever it was, was contemplating what was before him. He was looking down the road. He was looking ahead at what was coming. And he was wondering, like you and I would wonder, how is this all going to work out? How, how is this going to unfold? And so he's looking for help. He is he is trying to find some kind of encouragement for what he is facing and how is life at this particular moment going to evolve and where does th- this road lead us and where will we find help in this time? And he receives an answer and that answer is in response to uh, his statement in the beginning, his search for where he will find help. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. And most scholars agree that the way it is written in your version and mine, the King James Version, is not really accurate. It was not a statement. It was a question. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. And the question was, where does my help come from? And when he looked at those hills, he realized that those hills were not the answer to his problem. That was not where his help came from. And in verse 2, he answers his own question by saying, My help will come from the Lord. And then another's voice chimes in. And many Bible scholars believe that it was probably the prophet Isaiah who responded to Hezekiah's statement. Where am I going to find help? in my time of trouble? Where am I going to find help in these desperate days? And this second speaker directs him towards some very important facts that he needed to remember and things that he needed to know about God. And it was this, that God has a remedy for every one ...of life's weaknesses. And God is our helper. God has an answer to every one of our problems. You need to say that to yourself right now. God has an answer to every one of my problems. Every one of them. And so the the first song... the, The first speaker discovers that the Lord can take care of every problem of life. And there are four problems that are mentioned in verses uh, 3 through 8. There is the problem of weariness. There, there, there's mentioned in those verses uh, a slipping foot or a sleeping person. And so the, the, the psalmist is reminded that God can take care of the weariness of life. Not only that... God can take care of the weakness of life, the vulnerabilities of life. And he speaks about that in the next two verses. And then he said that God can also take care of the wickedness of life, the evil that comes against us. And and we identify that evil as an enemy that has no scruples, he has no restraint, he has no moral principles. And the promise of God is that when we are dealing with spiritual forces like that, God is going to be our help. And then he mentions the fourth thing, and that is the walk of life, the going out and the coming in. And there are several promises that are mentioned that would be great for us to study, but what drew my attention was this last statement that the Lord made, and it was that He will preserve Thy going out and thy coming in. Everybody say that with me. He will preserve my going out and my coming in. I like the word preserve. Everybody say preserve. Preserve. Everybody say it a little louder. Preserve. Preserve. That means protect. Everybody say protect. It means to guard. Turn to somebody and say guard. Amen. Amen. It means to watch over. Everybody say watch over. Or to keep. So when God's promise is that He would preserve my going out and my coming in, God's promise is that He would protect, He would guard, He would watch over, and He would keep the progress of my life. And the promise of God is that whatever the movement of my life is, whether it's out or whether I'm coming in, whatever that entails, whatever that statement, going out, coming in, involves, that God's promise is that He is going to guard that aspect of my life. He's going to protect that aspect of my being. He's going to watch over And He's going to keep me during that coming and going. He's going to keep me during that movement in life. And so here is a word for anyone to turn to when you feel like maybe you failed or when you feel like there are more questions than answers in life or maybe when life gets heavy and days are dark and nights are long And you begin to wonder where God is in my particular situation right now. God gave a promise that He would preserve my going out and my coming in. So hang with me for just a moment because there's something exciting about that. Here is a word of promise and life needs that kind of promise because in the flux and flow of life, here is a pledge from God that he is going to help us. And as life grows more complicated and as life gets harder to understand and as life is more difficult to deal with, this is a promise from God that he will preserve my going out and my coming in, whatever the threat to life is. The danger that always lurks in things is dwarfed in the promise of the king. I will preserve you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to take care of you. Whether the pain or the problem of life is in the going out or whether it is in the coming in of life, the promise is God is going to be with us. So the principle is simply this that no matter the direction life is going, if you are a child of God, He said, I'm going to preserve you. Amen. I'm going to preserve you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to guard that aspect of your life. Now, this phrase, going out and coming in, speaks obviously of the ordinary things of life, the daily rituals, the common tasks. But it also speaks of other times going out suggests the action of the morning when a person gets up in the morning they are at their full strength their strength has been renewed by the rest of the night their purpose is refreshed their mind is ready to go their enthusiasm is at its peak it's really speaking of when we are at our best When we're going out, when we're at our peak, when we're at our... Our optimum, when everything is going our way, when everything is working in our favor, when we're living with purpose and, and we're living on purpose and, and we're not wondering what's gonna happen or where we're gonna go. We go with purpose and we live with purpose. Going out speaks of that keen edge of life that we have where we know where we need to be and we know what we need to do and we know where we are and everything seems to be settled. God said, I'm going to preserve that part of your life i'm going to keep you when you are at your best now you and i think that's great that but you know what i don't rejoice over that what i rejoice over is the next statement that he will preserve me in my coming in the coming in suggests the close of the day that's when your strength is spent That's when your vision is dull. That's when your enthusiasm is lost. That's when you crawl through the door with disappointment. That's when you come back wounded by the conflict of the day. That's when you come in and you're down. That's when you come in and you're discouraged. That's when you come in and you're not at your best. That's when you come in and you're weak and you're vulnerable. The Bible said that when I am there at that point in my life that God is going to protect that part of my life just as much as He does when I am at my best. When I am at my peak and I'm doing everything right. God said I'm going to protect you. I'm going to preserve your life, when you're not at your best, when you're not at the top of your game, when you're not living to your optimum potential, God said, I am going to protect your coming in and your going out. That's a good thing to know because most of us tend to beat ourselves up when we get down and most of us tend to be harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. But you need to remember what God knows about you. And that is, He's going to protect you when you're at your best or when you're not at your best. He's going to watch over. He's going to guard. He's going to keep the enemy at bay. He's not going to allow him to just run roughshod over your life. That's a great thing to know. Amen. It's good to know that when I'm not at my best, God is still looking out for me. Praise God. It's good to know that when I'm not on best terms with him, he's still taking care of me. Praise God. I remember hearing Brother C.R. Freed talk about when his daughter was killed or died. And it was such a traumatic thing in their family. He was very close to her. And for a long time, Brother Freed dealt. He struggled with the loss, not understanding why God let it happen. And he made the statement one time. He said, for a long time, me and God were not on speaking terms. And they would come to the table to sit down and he would just start eating his food. Now, this is a preacher. This is a pastor. And he said, I just start eating my food. And so my wife stopped me and rebuked me. And, and, and she said, you need to pray. And, and he said, I didn't want to pray. I didn't feel like praying because I was mad at God. I was angry at what had happened in my life. And he said, but you know what I found out? That even when I was angry at God, and I was mad at what happened to me in life, and how life had treated me, and how I had been handled, he found out that God still protected him. God still preserved him. When he could have slipped off the edge and been dissolved in a mist, God kept a hedge around him. God kept watching over him, guiding him, leading him. Even when he wasn't on speaking terms with God, God was still protecting him. God sent me to tell somebody here tonight that's not at your best right now. And if you would be gut-wrenching honest with yourself, you would have to give yourself a D- as far as your grade in life. But even when you're at a D-, minus, even when you're failing in life, even when you have flunked out, The course of life. The promise of God's Word is that He is going to protect me even during those times in my life. Somebody ought to say amen. The promise is simply this that God's blessing is on both seasons of life, the good and the bad. When things are going well and when things are not going so well, both are to know the love and the grace of God. God's grace is along the entire road of life. Not just the segments when I am crossing all my T's and dotting all my I's. But God's grace is along that stretch of road when I'm stumbling and I'm making a mess of things. There's still grace. There's still mercy. There's still the love of God that's reaching out for me. That's trying to help me and encourage me. And there are days when I go and I know that I have purpose and I know that I have what I need and there is no shadow of doubt in my life. But there are days when I stumble out of bed and I wonder what is coming down the road. And you wonder if we are still His and God's promise is that His blessings do not desert us when the season of life changes. Amen. Some of you are going through a season from hell right now. And you may feel that he is nowhere to be found, but he's he's there. The psalmist said, even if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Amen. You know what that tells me? That before I ever ever got to that place, he was there. He, He wasn't getting there. He wasn't on his way there. He was already there. When those boys stepped into that fiery furnace, the Lord didn't have to go somewhere to get to them. He was already there waiting on them. So what am I saying? I'm saying that no matter what the season of life, you may be up tonight, everything may be going your way, or you may be as down, as low as a snake's belly, and you don't feel like you'll ever be able to lift your head, but I came to tell somebody tonight that God protects and He watches over me then, just like He does when I'm doing the very best that I know how to do. That's a commitment that God has made to me because He loves me. Amen. Somebody say, He loves me. He is with us at the beginning and the end and in the in-between. The Bible said in John 13 and 1, Having loved His own, He loved them unto the end. Praise God. I'm glad He loves us to the end. It's important to remember that your present circumstance or nothing else that happens can change His feelings and His promises toward you and I. Amen. God is there to help us on either side of the threshold of life. Whatever the change of the setting of life is, he's there. When one is unsure of the future and you're looking down the road and you're wondering, how is this all going to unfold? And how am I ever going to get through this? God said, don't worry. I'm going to protect you so you can. Praise God. God has promised and he has given an answer to my quandary. How am I going to get through? He's going to help me get through. Amen. How am I going to get better? He's going to help me get better. How am I going to overcome this? He's going to help me overcome this. How am I going to put this behind me? He's going to help me put it behind me. Because his promise is, I will preserve your going out and your coming in. Somebody ought to say praise God. Come on, let's lift our hands to Him right now and give Him thanks for that promise. Hallelujah. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Let's stand to our feet, everybody. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. My going out, my coming in.